Strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Rage. Presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Murray's going to score! Touchdown! Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Right on the price. Right on the corner of the Santan 202 Freeway in Val Vista. SeatGeek, your tickets to great seats. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. I'm telling you I'm ready. And Danny Surratt. Come on, Danny. Just going to fake it till I make it. Unleash the fury! All right, here we go, Red Sea. Let's hear you out there. I tell you, you know what? Let's pick up where the D-backs left off last night. How about that for a game plan, huh? Maybe we'll take those brooms out to SoFi. You know what? I mean, it is beat L.A. week for both the D-backs and the Cardinals. And if it turns into beat down L.A., well, that's perfectly fine as well, is it not? Absolutely. It's the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are live from Trophy in Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. Paul Calvisi here. Danny Sarek, everyone over there in for Ron Wolfley tonight. Big shoes to fill tonight. And Danny, you know our policy. No, under, I don't, but I'm scared. Under no circumstances for more than two decades do we ever permit Cowboys on this show, but that's strictly the Dallas Cowboys, okay? And they were disposed and dispatched of earlier this season, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, small town Oklahoma Cowboys, yep. who happen to be Cardinals' first round picks and first stringers on defense, all absolutely everyone give it up for Zayvon Collins tonight on the Big Red Rage. Thank you guys, thank you. It's awesome being here. And you answer to that, right, Cowboy? Uh, sometimes, depending on the reference, but yeah. Well, if Danny, you tell us. What, what was just posted on the Cardinals' YouTube page today, right? Fit check? I'm, I'm going to kick it over to you, the 18-34 to 34 demo, to explain exactly what's up there right now. I don't now. know, Paul. You've got better style than I do. Uh, no, Fit Check is a new series. It was really interesting. Zayvon was the first player that was um, shown in this, and, and it's pretty much players breaking down their outfits, really just on game day explaining their style. And I got to say, the outfit you wore, Zayvon, that they were doing close-ups of you walking into the stadium. I don't know what game that was, but it was a nice, like, 80s flair you were talking about. You had, like, yep. a custom belt buckle. You were going into detail about the cowboy hat and the feather and the shirt you're wearing and, and talking all about your style, which is pretty interesting, which you, you said is vintage and Western. It's a pretty good, I feel like, description yeah, of your style. Somewhat, yeah. I would say it's very vintage. It's not uh, new, new school or, like, the new street stuff. I kind of mix that in sometimes when I want to. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. They, they brought that idea to me, and I was lucky because I'd ordered a few pair of jeans the, a couple days before. Didn't even wash them or do anything. Just threw them right on and walked out. They were a little tight, but it was fun. It was a, it was a good time. I'm told it's all about the accessories, Zayvon. Okay, the accessories. So I was impressed. Like, the hat was from... Where? Na that was from Nashville. I got that in Nashville. I went on a, uh, a 
one of my best friends was getting married, so we went on a bachelor's trip there. I had a few hats made, and I came home with a box full of, like, you know, walking on the plane with a hat, holding one. Everyone's looking at me crazy. I was like, it's Nashville. I had to get hats made. Um, but, yeah. And belt, then the belt buckle. We, I bought that. We were walking through, you know, if anyone's been to Las Vegas, like, there's all these shops everywhere inside the, the casinos. And, they're, you know, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, there's one shop out of all these that had, like, cowboy hats. And I was like, I better walk in there. I walk in there, and they had these crazy belt buckles and everything. So I was like, I'll get one. So I ended up getting one. It was fun. And then the boots, right? Uh, yeah, Tacovas, just right up the right up north in North Scottsdale in Kierlin. If you nice. guys have been there, go buy some uh, Tacovas. I really enjoy those good boots. But I will say in the fit check, I liked the throwback to your college fit check, which was a suit that you you know quickly had hemmed, but it was all based around this big coat. Yeah. So my grandfather, uh, my grandfather, um, Frank, he had get uh, had, he had gave me that coat a while back, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I had this from whenever I l- tried to find it. They, the company had shut down in like 1975, so it was like it was something crazy. There's like no records of it, so it was the cold. The coat is super old. Yeah, I'll, I'll break that up maybe in like Chicago game. Yeah, it's, it's cold. got some fur on it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Nice. It's it's super old school for sure. Something you'd see like in a Godfather movie, right? Yeah, so it's something. It, yeah, yeah, it's it, like it's super big too. Yeah. That's good. All right, so that's up there on the Cardinals' YouTube page. Uh, Let's throw it back to last Sunday and the game against Cincinnati. Yet again, a game the Cardinals were in until you got to the fourth quarter in this last one. And uh, here's Jonathan Gannon talking about that aspect of the season. I mean, we're in the game. You know, you had a chance to to win the game, in my opinion. You know, and they made a couple more plays than we did, but our guys fight. Um, we're, We're... competitive right now and every game we're playing we got to start winning some games you know and so we talked about that how do we do that so we laid out a blueprint for them and uh go back to work this week you know i'd say in a lot of regards at least based on the national media those who aren't around the team on a daily basis the cardinals have already exceeded expectations yeah, right for sure. cardinals have looked different on film almost every one of your opponents has said based on what they expect to come into the season so you just first tell us about jg and the culture and how things are different and where things are trending right now. Yeah, so definitely things are trending up. I've, you know, we were on a team last year where I felt in, when you're in kind of the situation we are now with the record, uh, guys kind of look at that and I kind of, you know, they kind of just you feel that aura of guys and you know they tend to not maybe care as much and and that's kind of left. It's not there anymore. It's you know focus on this day, focus on this, focus on this task, and move in. You know try and get to the games and you just got to finish whenever it comes comes time we've been in all these close games I feel like you know it's been a lot better you know when I watch the film on Monday after the game it seems a little bit even though we're losing it's 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 rough right now obviously we want to win but um it's not the uh as I would say belly up as sometimes you know those games felt like last year so that the the culture has changed tremendously it's a results driven league but we've heard from Gannon that it's all about the process and that's going to lead to the results and defensive coordinator Nick Rollis actually shared the metaphor he shared with the team this week about a flower and that when the flower is growing you don't just see the flower itself right you see the roots the the foundation even though it's not always pretty the foundation is being set Mm -hmm. how would you describe the foundation that is being set yeah it's i mean like i said the culture is completely different the foundation of how guys work how guys are here in the off season how guys operate you know you want good good hardworking people just like any other business any other job you want them in your locker room you want them contributing to the team in a positive manner which we, I think we've built we've built that team chemistry uh, you know guys aren't getting on to other guys when things are going wrong guys are building each other up trying to you know make each other better every day in practice offense versus defense special teams one-on-ones um, guys are doing really well 
when it's in that aspect of building that culture, building that foundation of what you need to have a great organization and for a great future. I smiled when you brought up the flower analogy because Nick Sirianni in Philly, when he brought that up at the press conference, Philly, a tough town, he took a whole lot of heat when he made that flower analogy. Like, what are you talking about? Flowers and yeah. football, right? Okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know and, and Joe at the bar was all irate. Well, it turns out he was right. They went from a four-win team to two years later, they won the NFC and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And from what I can tell, you tell me true or false, Monty Asifor, Jonathan Gannon, reset this roster in the offseason. And really, the top criterion was we want players who are serious about football. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree. You know, um, guys, they want guys to come in the building and be ready to work. And, you know, they, this isn't it's, – it's more than a sport, obviously, when you're playing at this level. It's a, you know, it's a lifestyle that you have to live. You have to breathe it. Um, you have to love this game. You know, you operate – like to, I was telling her earlier, it's like this might have been the earliest I've gotten out this week. And, you know, you get up at wow. 7, you work till 7. You're putting in all this time, and it's not – you know, you want – fans to know everyone to know like you you do all this stuff you don't you don't want to lose you don't want you know to put those you know like in the past like some things have been out there about the cardinals you don't want that by no means you know you everyone spends their hard-earned money to come out watch us support us um you know so we want to play the best be the best whenever you guys are coming out 24 7 and it's not just big name players i feel like when you're looking at the defense right it's it's players who are stepping up whether that's from injuries or whatever it might be and i think a great example from sunday would be safety cave wallace who was acquired just before the regular season started he had that interception he had the big tackle fourth and one on the goal line stand i mean yep. how have you seen those type of players who are stepping in and stepping up yeah uh you know those players are high level players no matter where you go if you're on a football field in the nfl you're a high level player um I, I truly believe that because the NFL is very hard uh, across the board. Yeah. Um, it is very hard. That's why most guys, you know, it's you're kind of in and out of the league sometimes. It's a very hard, very hard league. It's very tough. Um, but those guys have, that have come in, they've been around just for a little bit. They've, you know, bought into the system that we're trying to build, what we're trying to do as a culture. And they're, it's like, you know, it's like they've been with us for, for months. And some of them really haven't. Well, I mean, now they have, right. but at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that were younger, the rookies, you know, we had some guys up front get injured. And that's going to happen every year. You just need guys that buy in, step up, and, you know, they're going to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. And we kind of just let them go and just, hey, focus on the next thing. You know, how do we respond? How do we do that? I will say, too, real quick, that off that interception, you were mic'd up for the Wired because mm -hmm. the Cardinals mic up a player every game and put a whole piece together. So if you don't already knew that, you can go to our YouTube channel and check those out. So Zayvon was mic'd up this past week, and I loved after Kayvon Wallace had that interception, everyone on the defense is running to the end zone to oh, celebrate, yeah. and you're, you have your mic on, you're running, you're looking like, I'm tired. You get to the bench, <laughs> yeah. you look at Dutch, like, I'm tired. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely better whenever you catch, when we get your interception closer to, you know, our, uh, their end zone down there. That way we can just walk right there to the end zone, uh, you know. I ran all the way down there. I looked at K. White, which is Kaiser White. He's a number seven, our middle linebacker. And he's like, man, dog, I'm tired. I said, me too. I got to go. I took a picture and I left, moved straight to the right. Dennis, I sit down beside Dennis, and Dennis was like, man, that looked really exhausting. I said, yeah, it was. I, said, I just played seven plays, ten plays, and, you know, come off to the side and need a breather. So I've noticed a trend. Dennis Gardeck isn't running all the way down there to strike a pose. He refuses to do it. He, he, he won't do it. That, that, that guy has many talents. He's on special teams. He's on defense. I mean, he can do so much. But that's, he, he has his ways, and those are his ways. He, he will not change from that. Because in the Dallas game, Kaiser White had the interception to seal it, right? 
mm-hmm. and he wasn't on the field. And instead of running all the way down there to join the celebration, instead yeah. he gave props to Cam Thomas because Cam Thomas had the stop on first and second down yeah. that led to the third down interception. And I'm like, wow, that was really thoughtful. He went over and congratulated Cam. And then I talked to him later after the game. He said, well, it was mainly I just want to run down there. So, you know, <laughs> I had to congratulate someone. So I went yeah. up to Cam because he was sitting next to me on the bench. Sometimes, though, you, you look at the pictures the next day and you see all the guys in the picture and you're like, dang, I should have ran down there. <laughs> so you got to bite the bullet sometimes and go run down there for sure. Well, look, we're going to talk about your sack. We'll talk more about the transition from middle linebacker. Think about it. He had a 100 tackle season last year wearing the green dot, meaning he was calling the defense. He had a position switch. And so a lot of change for Zayvon Collins in year three of his career. We'll talk about all that. We'll hear from Dennis Gardeck himself, what he had to say about you as a former school valedictorian, by the way. We'll get into that. And uh, a reminder, you can get single-game tickets on sale, azcardinals.com slash buy tickets to secure your seats today. It is the Big Red Rage, Zayvon Collins, all presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Firing near side, it's tipped and picked off by Zayvon Collins at the 40-yard line and tackled at the 37. That is a huge play for the Cardinals. Fumbled the ball. The Cardinals have it in their hands, and it's their ball. Zayvon Collins comes up with it. That's two takeaways for Zayvon Collins here in the first half. Short set in trouble, steps up and takes a sack at the 40-yard line. Zayvon Collins with the takedown. By the way, did you see the lasso sack? (laughs) Did you see the celebration from Zayvon Collins? Prescott sacked back at the 28-yard line by Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins did not take the bait. Burroughs got it, back to throw, facing pressure. He sacked back at the 35-yard line. Zayvon Collins with the takedown. There was the lasso again. How about it on the sack? And uh, you heard the montage there, weeks one through five. Zayvon Collins, our special guest tonight on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are live from Trophy and Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. So you had that Washington debut week one. You had the pick and the fumble recovery. And ever since, two and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, a dozen tackles. And Danny Sarek, you know, he's been doing it from a different position than he did last year. So, Zayvon, let's just start there. I mean, this transition, is it an ongoing process? Do you feel right at home right now? Where are you at comfort level-wise? Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, the job of being an athlete at the high level, you have to adapt and, you know, be ready for change. You know, the situation that uh, that we were in as a team, I was kind of like, you know, I'll do whatever the team needs me to do at the time. Um, obviously, you know, we have a great coach, Rob. He's unreal the way he, he lets us operate within a, you know, a gray area. It's not so black and white. It's not his way or the highway. He lets us do what we want to do as long as we stay in the confinements of, you know, kind of his rules. So, um, that's nice. It's been going well. The transition's been well. It's ongoing, just like any other position at any other level, you know, if you've been playing it forever or you just kind of change to it. Um, it's not something that I was, you know, not new to, but it's something that I'm, I'm doing a lot more of now, pre- hmm. predominantly doing that, um, being off the uh, edge. Um, being off the ball, there's all, obviously there's chances in the future to see me do that, um, depending on packages and stuff. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, there's, you know, it's always open to everything. When we were talking the throughout the offseason, when the season was getting started about this position change to your teammates in that room, your coaches, the first thing everybody said when asked, what does Zayvon Collins have that's going to make him successful in this position switch was your intelligence. It was always very quickly followed by your size and how big and strong you are, <laughs> but your IQ is what everybody started with. 
How how seamless has that been from the mental side? Not just moving inside to outside, but now you're not calling the defense. You feel mm -hmm. like you're being able to play a little more freely. You're not having to you know think and yeah. think as much. You can just kind of react. Yeah, it's you kind of just hear the job and, and go do it. Translating it can be a hassle sometimes because you know there's different formations, different sets. You're having to tell ten other ten other grown men. You know some guys have been in the league. Uh, 10 years what to do and sometimes you, you got to be able to tell them you know hey you're screwing up right here you got to get this right you have to know all the checks all the you know empties the third and two third and one they're doing hurry up what are they in 11 12 all this stuff you got you got to know yeah. it's a it's a long list yeah. guys i could go on forever but yeah it's it's nice kind of being able to play a little bit more free just hear the call go from there know my rules and that's it well here's dennis gardek talking about that okay all right your partner in crime and this was uh this was over the summer this was the off season here's mm -hmm. gardek on zavin collins He's got to be one of the smartest outside backers there's ever been. Just coming from inside, he knows how everything's tied together so well. Um, so he's incredibly smart. And then he's actually huge. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, I saw a picture of me next to him, and I look like his kid brother. So he, You know, you look at your outside linebacker room, and nine different guys have sacks on this team right now. Mm -hmm. and, and there's guys, everyone's like a little bit different. Gardak is nothing like you in terms of body type. Mm -hmm. Victor Dimukeji, right? Just a raging bull. And then mm -hmm. you got B.J. Ojolari, my Jay Sanders coming back. Uh, I know I'm missing guys right now, but everybody seems to be a little different. Do you think that works to your advantage? Because as you guys get into rotation, I mean, these tackles can't really lock into one sort of rusher. Yeah, that's kind of the upper hand that you have on the offense as a defensive end slash outside linebacker. It's, I kind of, you know, it's kind of like the – the the bullpen of baseball you know right. you get in there they, they yeah. throw different pitchers everything's different oh new pitchers up so whenever you're throwing different guys at a tackle his set will change sometimes you know if it's dennis you they're going to be scared of his speed you know his bend maje same thing speed bend you know you talk about uh victor and how he can you know really put pressure by physicality mm -hmm. and you know some guys there's some guys out there that can kind of do it all um but uh yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I can't believe Dennis said that about me. That's the nicest thing he's ever said. <laughs> he he also said, by the way, that it's much easier to play outside linebacker than yep. what you were doing last year. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. look, outside linebacker, let's boil it down. Either the play's coming at you or it's going, or it's away, going from away from you. going away from you. Yep. <laughs> so, you go right or left. That's right. about it. The two of you are pretty close. And for the last couple years, Dennis has, we've really just seen sparks. He was more of that special teams player. He has been phenomenal this season. Mm -hmm. He's been starting. He's been very active, a big part of this defense. Knowing how hard he works and how close the two of you are, what has that been like for you to see the season he's had so far? Dennis is someone who, like I was saying, the culture, it's, he's one of those guys that he was, already had that culture within him. So, you know, he didn't have to change at all. It wasn't nothing, anything new for him to come in, work every day, take care of his body, eat right, study all the film, know what to do, all the ins and outs, be, be adaptable, be ready to change. That's something that was already built with inside of him. So he does that every day on a daily basis. So that makes him an incredible player. And then obviously, you know, him getting his chance to go out there and shine and you know he's extended it from special teams now to defense and has done all this stuff i go to him asking like what do you what is this and he's like well i just you know bend down turn i'm like okay i can't do that but um <laughs> but he's very smart he helps me translate sometimes the things that you're feeling as a pass rusher because it's so much about feel into 
the things that I want to do. So we, we kind of work with tandem with each other. And then we get to work a lot with drops. You know, he's very good. He played a little bit of off ball early on in his career uh, like I did. And then, you know, so we're trying to help guys that are younger and understand that have been probably more predominantly just rushing the edge and not dropping that much sometimes trying to help them with understanding coverages understanding route concepts stuff like that so he's very smart you mentioned the switch off ball to now you're on the line of scrimmage here's your position coach outside linebackers coach uh, rob rodriguez on zavin collins the zavin you see today will be a different zavin in december we asked something very difficult of him when we asked him to move here this is not easy not everybody can do it and so the work that he's had to put in just to get to this point has been extraordinary. And he just shows up every day and keeps fighting. I know how far he can go, and I know how far he will go. I don't know how long it's going to take. And I just love that every day he doesn't take steps back. He keeps pushing and pushing. Even when he runs into some roadblocks, he just keeps coming back. You know what's interesting? In Minnesota during training camp, I talked to some of the personnel guys, some of the coaches. They said, because they were with different teams at the time, mm -hmm. When you were coming out in the draft three years ago, they had you earmarked as an outside linebacker. Yeah, uh, we played a very different off defense in, in uh, college. We were a 3-3-5, and it was very weird. But sometimes I'd come off the edge. Sometimes I'd blitz in the get uh, the in between the tackles. It was very, very weird, um, unorthodox for sure. So guys really didn't know what to do with me, and it's kind of been like that since I was going into college. So um, it's nice now to kind of finally just have a home and stick with it. Here's a rando question. I saw in your bio, I didn't realize this, that you won the Bronco Nagurski Trophy when you were at Tulsa. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is big time. I was thinking like the Bronco Nagurski Trophy. That's got to be pretty dang cool. I mean, I could yeah. Google it up right now, but tell me, what does that thing look like? It's, it's, well, there's... I mean, and where do you have it? Where is it residing right now? The Nagurski Trophy was actually the plaque. Okay. The Bednarik one was... Chuck Bednarik yeah, was a big he was, trophy. It was a big trophy, yeah. <laughs> so, that was a big one. So it sort of belies the name is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, it right. was. But those are some awesome trophies. I actually don't have those. My mom has those. Okay. If you walk into my mom's house, it looks like, I don't know, it, it's <laughs> it's like a memoir of me in college and all this stuff. So I was like, Mom, you got to, you know, let's put something else up. Do you still get a text from your mom on game day? Every day, every game. Every really? Game. Yep, every game. Can you every share? Game. Is it classified info? What does she say? Uh... Yeah, I, you guys, do I have time? Sure. All right. <laughs> so that's good, Danny. How about that? Mom still texts, big-time tough guy, outside linebacker, right? NFL budding star Zayman Collins still gets a text from his mom before mm -hmm. kickoff yeah. every game. She said, good morning, sunshine. Be great today. I think it's a three-sack day. I said, ooh, Steve, <laughs> you won a lot, Mom. Sure. <laughs> uh, keep God close to do you. I love you so much. Yeah. So she texts yeah. text me stuff like yeah. that. I was, I was raised by a single mother. She's, me and her are very close. Um, but yeah, she texts me all the time and she's, yeah, but she, uh, always, she's someone that's always, you know, been in my corner, but she's also expected a lot always. She's, you know, she requires the most, which I think has set me up for success in, in life for sure. When it goes back to Rob Rodriguez, your coach, we've seen all off season with this change, you were getting a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with him off mm -hmm. on the side during practice. How has he helped? really speed up this process for you to make this switch yeah this is first his first time too working in the nfl well yeah he he as a true positional coach right. he's always you know been an assistant and he's worked around some great guys he's worked around jg and nick obviously for a few years back in the past when they're all in minnesota but you know it's most of the time whenever you have a sw position switch and they get guys like they try and just like break them down to 
complete bare bones and try and do all this stuff with them, which, I mean, kind of hurts players sometimes at their core because they've been doing that for so long. Uh, he kind of just took what I was telling him and what I was giving him and said and just made minor tweaks here and there, and we continue to do that, make minor tweaks, uh, understand the feel of your body, understand the feel of the tackles, of the guards, of what they're giving you, how to use your hands, how to use your body. So, um, you know, it's just been minor adjustments, and that's been awesome. You guys have been at the bottom of the league in blitz rate this year. I mean, did you expect that? Right? I mean, last year, man, you guys blitzed. You were like top three. Yeah, we blitzed a lot last year. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of pressure calls. This year, kind of just, you know, playing defense. And uh, we've been playing well, I believe. So yeah. It's kind of refreshing, actually, in, in, a, in a lot of ways. Episode 65 of the Dave Pash Podcast featuring Cardinals quarterback Josh Dobbs. This is a really good listen to Pash Pod. And you can find it via Twitter, at Pash Pod. In fact, when we come back, somebody asked Josh Dobbs if he believes in UFOs and aliens. Who could that be? I don't know. Somebody got really bored during the press conference and asked him that question at the end. And so uh, we'll hear the answer. We'll also hear what Zayvon had to say with J.J. Watt last year when it came to hockey. Oh, that's can't miss. That'll be interesting. (laughs) We're live from Trophy and Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. It's the Big Red Rage with Zayvon Collins presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. And there's an injured Cardinal. Boy, the Cardinals cannot afford to have anybody else go down in the defense, but got a man down at the 38-yard line. And it's Zayvon Collins. Oh, boy. He looks to be in a lot of pain right now. He's motioning to the team doc as if he got poked in the eye. And kind of looking at his right eye, there's something going on there. You have to wear a patch for a while? Yeah, I wore a patch for the first two days. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this right eye was all over the place. Like, I, c- I was seeing double of everything. Did you talk like a pirate? No, I didn't. <laughs> I had a lot of people text me, though, and just send me, like, emojis of, yeah, pirates or whatever it was. It was funny. Oh, you're a slimy dog, baby. Me barnacles are killing me. Hoist the colors. <laughs> See what happens, and then Pash laughs, and he just encourages it more. Whenever Wolf talks like a pirate, he doesn't need any, I mean, any sort of excuse. Wolf's going to talk like a pirate, and that's all we needed was Jim Omohundro asking Zayvon Collins in the locker room about the eye patch he had to wear for a while after the Dallas injury, and you could hear all of us holding our breath on air because, true or false, you were in a lot of pain, correct? Yeah, I was. It, it, it was an injury that I've never really had happen before. I've kind of been poked in the eye. It comes with, you know, football. I've had hands go through the face mask, hit you, give you a black eye. But this was, like, it was pretty vicious. Um, I don't think it was on purpose, but um, he got Dennis, too. Not as bad. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it, it injured the, you know, the upper right part of my right eye, uh, caused some nerve damage, took like chunks of my eyeball out it was crazy so it was uh i have some pretty brutal pictures of my eye right after that i would not share but you don't don't think about that like with injuries with football players you think of like broken bones right or dislocating a shoulder you don't think about hearing someone like zayvon say yeah i looked in the mirror and it did not look good because i was looking straight ahead with my left eye my right eye was looking yeah. right up yeah. Yeah, come on now you're exaggerating that right no it was so like you know you look at yourself in the mirror every, you know brush yeah. your teeth yeah. and so like when you look in the back of your eyes each you, you morning left one was good the right one was i mean like straight up in the air it was pointed <laughs> up so I, that, at that point i'd freaked out in the blue tent you can kind of tell when something's wrong whenever you know if you have a cut on your face everyone's like no you're fine you're not bleeding and then you see like blo- you touch it and you're like oh there's blood you know right everyone kind of freaks out when you're a kid see this is the same thing so there's no i knew there's no blood or anything like that and i'm pretty usually calm with injuries I, it was a lot of pain 
But when I was walking into the locker room, I was like, man, I better stop in the mirror and just see what's wrong. And, yeah, when I looked, I, it freaked me out pretty good. Wow. <laughs> Saban Collins is our guest on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We're live from Trophy and Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. And uh, if J.J. Watt was around, I'm guessing he'd probably give you a hard time about that. Um, he retired. He's living the good life, his best yep. life right about now. Um, with hockey season now officially underway, and the Coyotes open their season in New Jersey against the Devils tomorrow, um, let's hear from Hard Knocks last year. There's a good little exchange here. I guess J.J. Watt was trying to coach you up a little bit on hockey. Well, I don't understand the rules. How many people are on the rink or on the ice at one time? Five players, one goal, and And then if you get, like, a, a foul, you have to, like, sit in the box, right? So if I put you in giant ass what are those shoes called they were skates ice skates i i couldn't think of it anyways okay no i'm not i just skipped my mind you want to go skating where are we gonna go skating here in arizona no what if we fell through we're not going on a go on a pond this is what you do right you would fall flat on your face with that center of gravity this is what you do yeah you, got, you look like a speed skater, like Bonnie Blair. That's what happens, Danny, when one guy's from Wisconsin and the other guy's from small town Oklahoma. That That's right. Yeah. Not a lot of hockey yeah. in Hominy, Oklahoma. Yeah, that, that brought me back to a childhood memory with my mom, actually. So, you know, when it would get really cold, you're a kid, you know, it snows, you go outside, you're out of school, you're doing all that stuff, right? It was always, hey, stay off the ice. You fall through, it's dangerous. Oh, right? yeah. You know, you still walk out there on the ice. Oh. So that was what I was thinking. You know, you right. on the ice, skating right. on the ice. Yeah. So did you go skating with JJ? No, I, we never made it out. I, I wanted to, but unfortunately, that was right during, it was right as the season and his off season, I ended up going back to Oklahoma. So I never got to make it out with him. I'm sure we will one day, though. I'm sure we will. It's good. It might be a violation of your contract. So it's yeah, probably a good thing contract. You, you didn't on that one. That's yeah. good. Uh, so here's one. Uh, Josh Dobbs earlier this week, and Danny didn't believe me. Danny didn't believe me that I was going to ask him the question. And uh, at the end of the press conference, you know, there was, there was a moment there. And Josh Dobbs, for those who don't know, aerospace engineer, does internships at NASA mm-hmm. in the off-season, speaking off-seasons. And, uh, you know, Congress had these hearings over the summer about UFOs and aliens. I think it's topical. And so we asked him, uh, Josh Dobbs, do you believe? I do not believe in UFOs and aliens. It was funny, though. So when I got traded, this is a crazy story. I was sitting uh, in my apartment and so me and uh, my friend Trey Smith, who's um, a really good uh, offensive guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, we, we started a little podcast. So he's a believer in UFOs and aliens. I'm not. So we were having a very tense debate uh, for one of our podcast episodes, even to the point where we had uh, Congressman Tim Burchett, because he's from Tennessee. He's giving us like the inside scoop, like the questions he's asking. And literally an hour into this podcast, I got, that's when I got a call from Andrew Barry. I was getting traded. So I was like, hey, y'all, we're going to have to finish up this conversation a little bit later. How about that? They're having the intense debate. They bring in a congressman, and all of a sudden his phone rings. i got to take this. It's the GM of the Browns. You've been traded to the Cardinals. Yeah. That's quite a story. That's a change of direction in stories for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That'll make that (laughs) conversation real serious real quick. So you got an aerospace engineer. you got a bunch of guys from Stanford like Zach Ertz, right, Michael Wilson. you you got Rondell Moore who went to Purdue and got his degree in two and a half years. Yet you were a 4.0 guy in high school, the valedictorian. So, you know, I don't know. What's the power ranking of brain power right now in the locker room? 
I don't know. I think I think I'm above Zach and Rondell for sure. I'm not sure about Michael and definitely not Josh. I went to Tulsa. Tulsa was a small private school, mm-hmm. um, you know, very prestigious school in the Midwest. Um, yeah, it was it was fun going there. Very hard. It wasn't. It was no no easy ride for sure. Um, but yeah, I think Josh is probably the smartest on the team by far. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how did you end up at Tulsa? Like, well, how did you, I guess, we should take it back even further, in a small town in Oklahoma where you grew up, mm-hmm. how did you get into football? Because you were a quarterback in a safety, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so going back to Oklahoma, small town, it's very rich in football history where I was from. Uh, we had actually a few guys from a long time ago uh, play in the league. It was a, a very long time ago. Um, but, you know, every once in a while I have some guys go to smaller schools. One or two guys go to OU, OSU, but that had been since the 80s. Um, being from a small town, you kind of get looked over in recruiting because you really just don't play anyone. Had all the yeah. other tangibles there. Was smart, knew what to do. Um, had the right size to play, right speed. Just had no film when it was coming to – I was playing guys that, you know, they're just – I mean, yeah. the high school pictures, it looks like you're playing yeah. against the kicker. I yeah. mean, there's like I mean, 21 yeah. kickers out there. That's yeah, what it looks we, like. We were beating the brakes off of them for sure. And um, But, yeah, so no one really take me. And, you know, Tulsa, the, uh, that's where um, Bill Young was at the time. He's a big coach in college. He, played, he was in the league for a little bit, a long time ago. Um, he offered me, and that was my only offer. I signed as an athlete, wow. not knowing I was going to play. Wow. Started it off-ball linebacker and kind of just went from there. And <laughs> this is kind of where I've ended up now. It's amazing. He ran for 4,000 yards and like 50 touchdowns in high school. If I was a parent, I'd come down and take my kid off the field. I mean, you're running <laughs> yeah, six foot fun. four, now yeah. 270 pounds. How has that been? I mean, to, what, what was your weight when you first entered Tulsa? So first entering Tulsa, I was like 6'3", growing still, and then I was 220 wow. pounds. Okay. Yeah. And Man. so now I'm, yeah. And then it's changed, obviously. I, I got kind of too heavy in college they wanted to bring it down so we brought it down to like 260 and then in the league they didn't like that so i was like okay we'll get to 255 and then now since new change of organization change of position i'm back to 270 so it's like being able to fluctuate yeah. with your body and stuff like that you got to be in tune with your body you got to be in tune with your health so it's that's been fun it's been easy for me it's not something that i've ever worried about so like when you did that in the off season to get to 270 did you like just walk in and order the left side of the menu yeah, I just walked. I, I kind of, yeah, I just eat more. That's about it. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have ice cream. Time. I yeah. can have ice cream at night. Yeah, yeah that's a Love good deal. Bell. I was going to say, it's, yeah. is there something you can't eat now that you miss that you go in on the off season? No. In the off season, that, yeah, I kind of just eat whatever. You know, there's not, not too many. I So I grew up in a town, the, the our town population's 2,000 people, and that's large. I graduated with 40 people in my high school. That wow. was in my class. The entire, you know, freshman through senior is 200 people maybe wow. maybe probably like 150 oh, but geez. so we did so going growing up there there's not much to eat it was my grandmother i grew up every night religiously going to my grandmother's house eating dinner with it every <laughs> so, night so in a small town what'd you do to stay busy uh not much i mean hunt fish that was about it yeah go so outside in, so if you could have like a dream hunting trip in the off season where would you go what would you hunt uh, I don't know. I think here in Arizona, the, uh, the Bighorn Rams are pretty cool here. Very hard to, very hard to be able to do that. You got to go into a draw. It's a big, long, complicated process. It's, uh, that'd be I, fun I to know do. a guy. It took uh, him more than 40 years. Yeah, He's an older gentleman, yeah, and he finally yeah. got one. I'm like, man, you know what? I'll just, I don't know what I'll have to do. <laughs> you can just go to Texas yeah. and, and hunt about anything yeah. you want now. So everything's great down there. 
What's amazing, Danny, is you look at his bio, and once again, true or false, your first sport was gymnastics? Yeah, when I was young. That was, I told my mom, I don't know why I told her that, and she's like, all right, let's do it, and we did it. And then I got way too big. <laughs> I get out of it. You know, there's a rookie that I've talked to who also grew up doing gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I want to see if you can guess. I'll give you a hey, It was a rookie. Can you guess off that? Mm. I think it might surprise people to know this was one of his first sports. Paris Johnson. Yes. Really? Wow. Did you wow. know that? That was yeah. just a good guess. It's good, I think, for kids to be in, obviously, not contact Like, I mean, yeah, contact sports, but for sports for kids to fall over and then be able to get back up. You know what I mean? Like that teaches, I don't know what it yep. is. Buddy Morris is the one who taught, told me this. He gave me like a 50-minute spiel about this on like a random Tuesday morning about <laughs> – Kids need to be <laughs> knocked down and picked up. And I'm like, okay, buddy, I gotta go work out. That's Buddy Morris, the yeah. most strength yeah. coach there ever was, or however the saying mm-hmm. goes about Buddy. You know what's funny is I was trying to get some intel like on what makes Dennis Gardeck so lethal as a pass rusher, and a lot of guys cited his balance and what he does in boxing and like mm-hmm. MMA in the off season. Yeah, it's all about hands and eyes. You know, com- it's combative sport, obviously, and it's very combative hands-on whenever it comes to engaging with a tackler, engaging with guards constantly. You're catching hands. Sometimes you're matching each other's hands. Um, and, uh, yeah, he does that in the off season. A lot of guys do that. By the way, you're avoiding the topic. Do you or do you not believe in UFOs and aliens? Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I, I think I'll, I'll believe. It's a, it's a vast, it's a vast, vast space. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, how, how does Josh Dobbs know? I don't care what data he's saying. Right? That's what they know? say yeah. out there. It's I might infinite. as well take off my headset yeah. at this point because Paul can talk to you the rest of the show about I UFOs and aliens. Yeah, I mean, I don't look past Arizona much more or less uh, the space. I, can't, you know, I don't I, get into that. I mean, a big thinker like Josh, I mean, it sounds a little myopic yeah. to think there's no UFOs and aliens he out there. He might be legally binded not to tell us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, yeah. to do the NASA internship, you probably signed something. He's probably that, got level yeah. three clearance that we don't know about. He's probably seen stuff that he yeah. just can't tell us about. So, yeah, yeah, no. I That's agree with you on that one. Yeah, I, I do agree with that one. That's no doubt. He is uh, he is impressive, though. I mean, have you had a chance to talk with Josh Dobbs? Like, yeah, we've had a little bit of conversation, not, you know, in detail like that, right. about what he does, but he's very right. intellectual dude, very smart. I mean, for him to come in and just – take the offense over in like eight days mm-hmm. and i know i know he's in cleveland he's familiar yeah. with it but to get up there and actually you know and he's changing plays at the line and he's audible yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. i mean it's uh yeah, that position's hard i've i've looked at one of those scripts compared to ours and it is i mean it's a lot yeah you thought playing middle linebacker yeah, was tough, no, right? that's hard yeah that's yeah. yeah no joke uh single game tickets on sale now go to azcardinals.com slash buy tickets to secure your seats today all right cardinals going to la it's beat LA week, right? You got to pick up on what the D-backs did against the Dodgers. You're going to go into SoFi, and guess what? Last time you went to SoFi, you got to win. So what is the formula this time around? We'll ask Damon Collins when we come back. We're live from Trophy and Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. It's the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Handoff Connor up the middle, into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. James Conner pays it off with a touchdown run to give the Cardinals a 9-3 lead. And he stoked it. Touchdown, baby. That was sweet. Give to Conner. Off the left side. Trying to get the edge. Stiff arming at the 10. The 5. Dice for the end zone. He's in. It's a touchdown for Conner. His second of the day. Give the ball to an angry man. <laughs> with an angry run. Yeah, James Conner. 
and that was last year at L.A. In fact, it's been beat L.A. each of the last two regular season games in L.A. by the Cardinals. It's the Big Red Race presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Down the stretch, we come with Zayvon Collins, everyone, live from Trophy and Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. Uh, I don't have to tell you what a tough tackle James Conner is. Uh, when you're on the bench, right, and you get in your Gatorade, do you ever look up at the big screen and do you ever laugh? A uh, guy's whiffing on him or getting trucked by James Conner? I mean, I just see – I honestly see that, yeah. And then I see some of the hits that he takes. I'm like, man, that has to hurt. And then – because, you know, we were just talking oh, about, yeah. you know, how guys get hit in the league. You know, yep. it's full-size man coming out of full – another full-size man, full speed. And, yeah, I see the, some of the hits he takes and he just gets right back up and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. I'm like, man, he's he's definitely runs angry for sure. The crazy thing is, is recently when he was talking to the media, someone was asking about those hits, and if he wakes up on a Monday feeling like he got hit by a bus, he's like, no, not really. I'm like, yeah. how is that possible? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is, what is a Monday morning like for you? Uh, well, in the morning you'll get up, and it's that's like obviously like when onset, soreness, everything, can barely move, every joint hurts, and then you kind of get up, mm. work that out of you, do a workout, do a run, and then pretty much it'll be gone by Tuesday for the most part, unless it's been a brutal game. You know, playing people like San Fran, very, you yeah. know, downhill, very physical game. Uh, people like the Eagles, very physical team. Uh, yeah, those games are, you know, it's going to be pretty sore. Was the worst last year when you were basically playing every single snap at middle linebacker? Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat, yeah. It wasn't some vicious hits as it is, like going right. against O-Lyman the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You trade one for the other. Yeah, sorry, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, here's your uh, defensive coordinator, Nick Rollis, just talking about the Rams, their quarterback who is big time. They got some big time skill players, obviously. Here's Nick Rollis. Right now, like, they're playing at a, at a high level. Um, quarterback's obviously elite player, can put the ball anywhere, and he's willing to put the ball anywhere. Um, knows how to get out of, get it out of his hand fast, and uh, the skill are good. Obviously, you saw Cooper Cup came back. He was definitely featured in that last game. He's got huge route tree um, that you got to account for, and overall, McVay's offense is good. No doubt, he's one of the still one of the great minds offensively in this league. They're top five in passing in almost every category. So, what what jumps off the film when you assess the Rams, Aben? Yeah, like you said, they they spread the ball out very well. Um, you know, they get the ball to a lot of different players. They've had some young guys step up for them, be very very contrib contributing to their team. Uh, obviously, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are unreal players. Like they're saying, the route tree that he, you know, if you're playing, you know, okay, we'll switch it up. We'll play outside leverage. He'll run something inside, inside leverage. He'll, you know, and they can do it on the fly mm. by hand signals all these things Matthew Stafford's very smart in the way he checks in and out of you know coverages blitzes all this stuff it's it's unreal it's interesting because Matthew Stafford might be so far this season the most immobile quarterback you would have faced in terms of he doesn't typically extend plays the way that some of the other quarterbacks you faced have but mm -hmm. what you were saying he's been in the league for so long he can see everything and read it so well that that doesn't really matter that's not going to stop him from finding success yeah he he uh he he can definitely spit the ball out whenever he wants to whoever he wants he can make any throw on the field um great arm great at reading coverages and you know will expose you if you can do if you do some things wrong well you're gonna like this number he's been sacked a dozen times in the past three games mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see if the cardinals can get home i'm curious like last year you're playing middle linebacker so to what degree 
is it middle linebacker against quarterback? You're checking into something. No, he's checking out of something. How much of that cat and mouse game goes on? You know, for a QB, I think it's more about the disguise of the defense. You know, you want to make some things look like it's an umbrella in the back end, and then some things you have what's called post-close, where there's just one single guy high back there. And uh, if you can disguise things on quarterback and change rapidly and suddenly, you know, you can mess up some of their progression, some of their reads, because some quarterbacks like him, he's so smart, He as soon as you give tip your hat, or tip your hand, he he will know what to do with the ball instantly. And some of those wide receivers like Cooper Cup, if you show your leverage one time, he can figure out what to do off of it. You've made it clear you're not one to really trash talk. But when yeah. it's a divisional opponent like the Rams, a team you know that you're going to end up seeing a second time, mm -hmm. is it going a little more chippy out there? Uh, no, I, it kind of depends on how the game goes. If some dirty things are, have been done on the field, definitely can get more chippy. Um, but, yeah, I... I I don't like to talk too much. I'll get out of breath and we'll fumble my words and do all kinds of things. I feel like that's what most people say. Who There's got to be someone on the defense who, who trash talks for everyone, right? Who's the talker? Uh, there's really no talkers, honestly, really? now. Yeah, I've, I've, now, I've, he says. Yeah, I've, in the past, <laughs> when I was a rookie and last year, there was, there was yeah. some trash talkers. But um, no, there were not really. a couple of talkers who got let go after the Niners game. A couple of DBs who, uh, oh, yeah. who were part of that down on the field. Yeah. In fact, I, I'll say this. In that locker room at the Niners after that game, I got the sense the Cardinals, both sides of the ball, looking forward to the rematch in December against the Niners. That was an energetic game. Yeah, you know, playing the Niners, playing, you know, I believe the OC for the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Rams are all in our division. Uh, they all stem, that often somewhat stems from a West Coast Shanahan tree. So they're very similar in how they do some things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you get to play them quite a bit each year see their techniques i hear from guys that like mcveigh and shanahan try and steal your eyes yeah what, what do they mean by that uh you know they're gonna have a guy flash this way you'll look and then someone's hitting you from this way and the ball will be spit out you know or they'll run concepts where they try and get one-on-one -on -one with an advantage that they think is great for them uh you know they'll they, they'll make you think they're doing one thing and then bam it's or they'll set things up they'll run the same play over and over again and then right when you think it's coming back to that they'll pop it over the top Zayvon, we really enjoyed it we really did. Great stuff. Great stuff. Appreciate and, uh, you guys. Thank you. Thank you all for coming. You know, and, and once again, you go to the car page, you'll see his fit check. He was wired up in the last game, yep. so it's multimedia. Zayvon yeah, Collins been busy. this week. It's been busy. It's been busy the last couple of days. You need to go sit on your couch yeah, with some good food from Trophy here and just chill <laughs> yeah. out the rest of the night. Yep, for all sure. Right. Hey, special thanks to Zayvon Collins for Danny Sarek on Paul Calvisi. Special thanks, as always, Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, Lauren Koval, Walt Ellis, Lawrence Ellis as well. This has been the Big Red Rage with Zayvon Collins. And presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. We'll see you next Thursday night from Trophy in Chandler. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage. Presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Right on the price. Right on the corner of the Santan 202 Freeway in Val Vista. The Rage is brought to you by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.